Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans, wherever you are, I hope you are well. I'm fresh off the weekend of, it was actually NFM UK and UKDFBA at the weekend, in which I had two clients competing, uh, both had great success. Um, first up was Ryan, who, those of you who go on my Instagram, uh, will maybe see me post it Ryan a couple of weeks ago, how he won his first show, first timers, well he's went on to... This past weekend, collect another win in beginners and then second in the under 105s. It was quite tight for him uh, weight-wise. We were kind of right on the cusp of the under 95s, um, but just missed it, um, unfortunately. But hey, that's okay. Um, for us, that under the open class was like um, an extra, added extra, right? Um, because we wanted to solely focus on first-time beginners and all this sort of categories this season. In his first year um, but what was pretty cool was he actually got awarded his um, G, GBO pro status uh, which was really really cool um, and kind of unbelievable to, for him to be awarded that in his first season so that was that was great uh, and then we kind of had next up uh, Phil which was uh, Masters Men's Physique guy in his first show now Phil was actually supposed to do um, a different federation uh, ICN UK I think but that show was actually cancelled, so we, we jumped in this one um, with not too much notice. Um, and he went on in his first show to get second uh, to get second in the Masters Men's Week again. And Phil is unbelievably appealed, right? He's 47. It's, it's crazy how appealed he is. Um, but it was just, it was the first weekend, I suppose, I've been home or not been at the shows for a wee while. So, um, you know, I'm in, on those occasions, I'm always, I'm always on my phone the majority of the day, just chatting to athletes, chatting to clients checking in style looking at live feeds etc etc um, but to see those sort of results come through and the, the photographs of holding the trophies and whatnot was was really really cool um, really really cool but then again um, you know the next day we're straight into now I have four athletes competing this weekend so some are four days out some are five and uh, I will be at the show on the Sunday um, which will be will be great it's in a uh, Newcastle, I think it's the Viking Classic uh, GPO for anyone uh, that is that's going to be going to be there. Please come and say hey. But it kind of got me on the um, the thought of today's podcast, which is about post show blues, because I understand there'll be some of my athletes that'll be finishing their season soon. I've still got people competing, uh, at least two people competing every single weekend for the next six weeks, which uh, which is, again, really, really cool. Uh, but I understand that a lot of them will finish their season, but there's, there's a lot of you out there, listeners, that are going to be finishing your season soon as well because you have the... Maybe you're doing a regional, you've done a few. The the British finals is next month. Uh, you're not sure if you're going to do it or not. Maybe you end your season. And this is where the post-show post blues can come in. Um, and the, there'll be those of you that are in your second season that'll be, be able to be like nodding along to this podcast and be able to like relate to it and understand it. But please bear with me because there's a lot of first timers or potential first timers out there that really don't have any idea what the post show blues are. So I figured I wanted to do a podcast today to just cover kind of like what they are, uh, why it's totally normal, what you maybe experience, and then how to maybe um, sort of cope with it, maybe deal with it, some strategies that have worked for myself as an athlete, because I've competed before, uh, seven shows now, and then four actual people, uh, competitors that I compete with as well, uh, what sort of work for them uh, from a coaching client perspective. So some of you might be wondering, like, okay, everyone, well, what is the post-show blues? And all it is is it's a feeling of, of feeling kind of quite sad um, once your competition has been over, whether it's your first one or maybe the season's ended. 
just a feeling of being sad, uh, maybe feeling a little bit lost, um, potentially uh, alongside that could be feeling a little bit lonely. Um, what I want you to first understand is that it's completely normal to have these feelings and I'm, I'm going to discuss on how, uh, why you maybe are feeling them and how to work around them. So number one, you know, why are you feeling that way? It's more likely because you have been preparing for so long um, for your event and that could not just be your prep, that might have been the past sort of two years. And then that, that, that's that's something that's very real. You know, I have, I have athletes that are coming on board now. Their, their goal is 2024. Uh, the athletes that are competing this weekend, one of the one of the girls came on board um, two years ago, you know, after lockdown 2020. And their goal was to compete, and it was to compete this year. So all she's thought about for the past two years is this show. And there are many of you out there that are doing the same. You know, you're in your off season with your with your coach and you have plans in place. So naturally, all of your life is is geared towards this event, this competition, these run of shows. And then when when all of a sudden they're over, um, you can just sort of lose that sense of direction um, because you had such a focused goal for so long and. And, and even the more experienced competitors, we, 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 we experience it as well. I remember, uh, you know, after the British last year, having had that goal for five years, um, once I achieved it, just like the two days after that, my head was all over the shop. I had just no idea what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. And then, you know, for me, uh, I found a bit of clarity and, and a new goal, and I'll, I'll kind of get into that. But um, one, of the, one of the major reasons as well, I suppose, is that um, when you are getting closer to a show, your your levels of adrenaline are tend to be higher, right? You you maybe not eating a lot of food, so you're running on fumes. Um, you're just excited. You're just absolutely buzzing because it's getting closer and it's getting closer and it's getting closer. Again, this big goal you've prepared for so long, um, and then what you tend to find is like all of a sudden, before you know it, the day's over. Like because. You maybe you're checking checking with your coach frequently, right? Maybe by by, by the time it gets to a couple of weeks out, your daily check-ins are there thereabouts, and then um, you know in the lead up to the show, it's quite exciting. There's more food that goes in. Oh my god, we're getting our tan done. Our girls are like right, okay, the glam the glam ups happening. You know the glow up or whatever you want to call the makeup, the jewelry, the, the amazing transformation. You're just preparing. You're going through this, um, and and it can all really happen very fast. Because you're like, right, checking the coach at six, right, okay, cool, tans at eight, right, okay, checking the coach again, right, okay, makeup's at this time, right, okay, but like, holy shit, there's an hour till I go on stage. And then before you know it, you've went on stage, it's like you've maybe been in the moment, you've com- completely not really, you know, you've immersed yourself in it, and after it, you're like, holy shit, I can't even really remember much of it. Um, and then, you know, then the day's over. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy how quickly it can all kind of come and go, particularly when you are... Uh, kind of counting down, counting down, counting down, counting down. It, it does, it does take over your life. You know, for for anyone out there that isn't an online coach, and that is just simply, um, you know, working a nine to five job, working shift, working stuff like that. You've probably made a still, still the people that are online coaches have made sacrifices, but people that aren't you know you've probably had to to really sort of shift your job, lifestyle, your family life, and whatnot around. Uh, body, like everything around bodybuilding, bodybuilders came first, um, and that in itself, like it's it's taken over your life. So then, all of a sudden, when 
like you go back to what's kind of kind of quote unquote normal life, you kind of think, oh shit, like it, it kind of hits you hard that your you know your whole life wasn't geared just towards this one show or two shows or three shows or whatever it is that you've actually got other things and priorities that you need to focus on, but you can miss that excitement, you know, because whenever in in the whole year, two years, do you ever step on a stage and be judged and receive like and be clapped, be applauded? maybe get some victories get some placings do a routine do an eye walk you know whatever it is you do it's such a, an amazing feeling um being up there that at times when you kind of come back to normal life it can normal life cannot seem as good this can be really um particular for competitors that do very well um i had one, one athlete last year that did incredibly well huge run of success um, was just so in the boat in the buzz and in the moment in the life of competing from show to show then all of a sudden you know post show hit and it was like oh man there's actually things in my normal life that that maybe uh, I hadn't taken care of or that I want changed or I want differently and, and I suppose we can all put them on hold and on put them aside for for when we're prepping and so the folks on that but then there comes a time where prep's over that you then got to face face up to normal life you got to face your job um, you've got to face daily stresses and, and everything else in between um, and if if you haven't addressed those before prep they're going to hit you so much harder after it particularly when you've not got this like huge distraction like the prep that's um, or the shows the shoot or whatever that's sort of taking your immediate focus away from from all of those uh, not problems but all those sort of there's just, just like things in your daily life um, and we all have things that maybe, we maybe want to change or or what not um, so I always think that if you are prepping, you know, being able to do that from the most stable point in your life as possible um, is, is probably something I'd recommend hugely because then, you know, life's pretty good, life's pretty sweet. Um, so then when you finish, when you finish prep, um, you know, there's not going to be these massive changes in your life. You kind of go back to the kind of quote unquote normal routine as such. So let's think about some scenarios where, let's, let's think about multiple scenarios. Number one, you've done your first show and you've planned, you've, you've still got two or three planned, you've done your first show and then just like the day or two after it, you just feel really, really low, really, really low. That, again, is absolutely normal, absolutely fine. What I encourage you to do is chat with your coach a little bit how you're feeling. Don't just like wonder, oh my God, why am I feeling like this? Chat with your coach, chat with your peers, your fellow competitors, those around you, those people in your gym, about how you're feeling. Um, and I promise you, by that sort of th second, third day, like, because you've got another show, which could potentially be the next week, it could be two weeks after, you will be like, head back in the game because you maybe are focused on bringing a, a tighter package, a better package, a fuller, a drier, a harder, whatever it is. Your, your focus then shifts to like, okay, you've had this success, this victory or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. You then went, oh fuck, like I feel a bit sad about you know just it all being over, but then you go, oh shit, but it's not over, right? There's that interim period where you kind of like you think it's over, but then it's not. So then you, the excitement started to build for that first show, for that second show. Um, the other scenario is maybe you've done your three shows and you've done um, incredibly well, and then obviously your season has ended. So you maybe prepared for two years, you then just feel incredibly low. Um, a little bit sad because you know oh my god I've been preparing for these shows for like two years and what would I do next I guess that's probably the main question the main thing that you are 
thinking to yourself, asking yourself, and I think in both, both in any scenario where post show blues comes in, number one thing you got to do is chat with your your coach, your significant other, um, your peers, and everything else. Like I just said, but you very quickly must set a goal. Like it has to be very very quick. So, for example, for an athlete that's maybe done incredibly well in their first season then if I know that they want to compete again, I, I jump on a call with them very quickly, maybe say two, maybe three days after their last show, when they've had a bit of time to enjoy food, family time, blah, 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 and just just say, right, cool, you've achieved this. We, we you know Two years ago, we said, right, we're going to win shows. We're going to do this. You've done it, but like we have to now set another goal. And that might be a more aggressive goal. Uh, sorry, that might just be a goal that's a, like a step up. It might be like, right, this year you've won regionals, our goal in two years is to come back and win the British or top three of the British or you've done well um, like at British, you know, let's let's jump up and do more pro qualifiers, let's do international pro qualifiers or, or whatever it is, let's move up a weight class, you know, let's move from men's physique to, to bodybuilding, let's move from, you know, bikini to wellness and then from that, like map out the entire fucking journey to do that. Like map out exactly how long it's going to take, the phases that you're going to do, so that this is what I do anyway, right? So I've got an athlete that's just came on board, a certain stuff this morning. He wants to compete uh, in the super heavyweights in 2024, and I've mapped out exactly what we're going to do from here all the way to the British 2024, so that he has a clear indication of what's going on. So then you just know in front of you what's coming when you're recomp and when you're pushing, working around your holidays, etc., etc., etc. So super important to get another goal in place, a goal that scares you, not just one that's like, oh, yeah, we'll just come back and we'll just be a little bit better. It's like bollocks to that. We'll come back and we'll be absolutely fucking undeniable. We'll be the best around. We'll be the British champ or whatever it is, whatever your goal might be. It's got to be as intense as like when you first set that goal of, okay, I want to compete and step on stage, it scared you a bit. You weren't sure. You were like, fuck, I don't know if I could do this. It's got to be the same. If it's not... I promise you won't you won't like you'll start your journey, you will not feel fulfilled, you'll not stick to it, you'll you'll miss sessions, you'll back off, you won't go hard. It's gotta be the same intent in your mind of how it was prior to this your first season. Um in the scenario by which you've done one show and you've got, you know, maybe a season ahead of you, it's a, again it's a case of do you have another competition? When is that competition? I would only ever suggest a week break in between competitions, I think two weeks is far too much. So if you competed one weekend, the following weekend is maybe off, and then the weekend after that, show. I think that's the best thing to do. If there's any longer in between it, I think a photo shoot midway, middle of the week, one of the times is, is just bang on perfect to keep you going. Um, I had one client who actually had four pla planned four weeks between shows, and I was like, we need to do one in between um on the season we did and you know it didn't you know we, we didn't place it in go our way but that's fine it was still something to look forward to it was still data we collected to then perfect the peak for the show after that so i would always recommend if you do have one show a week break and then another one or having back-to-back -back shows is fine um i did a podcast on this last year because i did it i did four shows back to back i've got a few clients doing three shows back to back this year and um, some of them too some of them are doing shows literally Saturday and a Sunday. Uh, I think I've got one client, he's doing Sunday, the following Saturday, the following Sunday, and then the following Saturday after that. So that's a lot of shows in a short period of time. But again, from my end, it's fine. It's just it's just watching, assessing, manipulating, peaking things as and when we need to. Um, but really, I guess it, I'm going to suggest you strongly um, communicate with your coach and... If your season is over, don't just like 
stop speaking to your coach. If you were speaking to your coach every single day and you were checking in, you had the heels on or, or you had your posing trunks on or whatever it was, I'm not saying you need to do this again every single day, but I'm saying if you were checking in daily, then it's maybe check-ins are now every other day. And it's more focused on just like, right, how is your relationship with food? How are you finding it? Are you struggling? Are you, you know, if you're binging or you experience problems, okay, how are they? How can we work around it? Can we change food sources? Can we, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, opposed to just going straight back down to one check in a week. If you do that, you'll just gain an enormous amount of fat. You'll feel lack of support. Um, and you could gain, you know, I'd say gain weight very, very quickly. So I personally like to just drop it down from, I mean, I suppose it depends. I've got some clients that are very uh, resilient and headstrong and don't need as much. Um, but maybe drop down to every second day or back down to, to sort of three times a week, the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, on the odd occasion, I've got some clients that just are like, that maybe they've done three seasons and they just know, or two seasons, like, Vaughn, I'm fine. And in a sense, that's all good. But what I would say as well is um, to overcome these post-show blues is, is having like events planned and booked in a few weeks after your show. Now, the reason I say this is that what what a lot of people do, first-timers do, and this is not something to, to do, is they restrict themselves from going out on any social occasions, anything uh, in between for, say, the entire five months six months that they're competing for or whatever it is or prepping for and then competing and then what they do is they plan an event every single weekend for like the two months post show so they're like oh okay right and they're like right well I've got um, dinner and drinks with uh, my significant other on a weekend away the week after the show then the week after that we've got this wedding um, then the week after that I'm going to go out with my pals my girls or my guys or whatnot, and then the week after that I'm gonna go here and like, and then it's every single weekend. And what what that quickly, what that quickly does is yeah, it um, it's something to look forward to for sure. But also, you just end up tend to lose control of the weekends, and it it, it it hands like a Monday to Friday, you're maybe you're rebounding, so you're eating quite a bit, but then you overindulge at the weekend and you just gain fat really really quickly. So what I would say is yes, incorporate like because you're gonna have like. Couple, maybe maybe a free meal, a couple of free meals. Yeah, incorporate like meals off, meals out and meals off, but like just don't make a weekend of it. I've seen clients like literally just go from before prep, they maybe enjoy a drink, and then after prep, they don't drink the whole prep, and after prep, they just drink every single weekend. They go out nightclubbing or you know pubs or whatnot, and um, just just totally go the opposite way of how they used to be before prep. So what I'd suggest is I think that. About three weeks post-show, have something planned. Now, this might be a weekend away, like we kind of said. I don't think it needs to be the weekend after prep. I think like three weekends after you finish competing. Have a weekend away, or maybe you've got holiday planned. One of the worst things to do is to go on holiday like the day after you compete or two days after you compete. I do have one athlete doing it. She's probably listening to this. I'm not referring to you. We've spoken about that. No problem. You'll be fine. But just in, in general as a whole... Um, if it's your first season competing um, and you've never dieted to extremes before or anything like that, um, it's probably not wise. Uh, I think that the best thing to do would be to go on holiday maybe three weeks to a month after prep just so that you are in um, a good like good relationship with food. You're not binging or you're not going to extremes. Like Imagine you go from restricting yourself. Yes, you've carb loaded in the show and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then when you go, if you went to like an all-inclusive where there's like mini cakes and whatnot, like, and your appetite hasn't regulated itself, because that's going to take a couple of weeks, right? If your appetite hasn't regulated itself, you'll just 
you, of course you'll overindulge and your excuse will be it's not an excuse but your reason will be well I'm on holiday and of course when you're when you're on a holiday you just want to enjoy yourself and you want to uh, let go and just not worry about what you're eating I 100% agree and I'll always do that but I would do it from a place where your appetite's in it and your relationship with food's in a better spot so rather than like immediately post show like three weeks after you should be feeling pretty good relationship with food you'll still be relatively lean now you're not going to be as stage lean but no one wants to go on holiday stage lean I can understand people maybe you do but then fuck in the minute you have a beer you've just got a bloated belly <laughs> I said to all my guys that want a six pack like that yeah mate I want you fucking shredded for Ibiza I go cool but you'll go away have two pints and you'll not, you'll not see your abs for the rest of the holiday and then for girls as well you know you're going to want to regain a little bit of body fat um, before you go away why because you're going to want to have a little bit more sort of cushion in the glutes, right? You're lying on the sun, lunging all day, you're sitting down, whatever. But just in general, like, you're going to want to have a little bit of um, more weight behind you um, when you are on holiday. Of course, you want to feel confident in your skin, but if you go away straight after and you binge and you have loads of water retention, you're maybe not going to feel the best. You know, I think that sometimes post-show, it's that relationship with how you look in the mirror as well that needs to be worked on and accept the accepting that, you have to gain body fat, you have to get softer because we can't walk around shredded all year. I know that I certainly don't. And I, I say, like, out loud, I say to everyone, I say, getting shredded is absolutely, like, how you feel is absolutely fucking shite. And I feel, I always say, I feel miles better within myself mentally and just walking about day to day with a bit more body fat. You know, probably more in the higher end of an off-season. Um, or maybe, maybe mid maybe midway midway point of an off season I feel my best um, so yeah that that's kind of what I would uh, that's what I recommend to get around the post show blues uh, now not everyone can, can afford a holiday um, straight after prep I, I totally understand that but it was just a way of thinking because that's what a lot of people do they think well I've, I've, I've kind of given up half my life you know given my life for five six months uh, I want to you know relax enjoy myself and get something back so I completely completely understand that, but having something planned, uh, whether that's social occasions, stuff with your friends, yeah, absolutely. Um, but if if it's big events, more push that back for like two or three weeks post show. But yeah, so that kind of I guess brings us towards the end of the the episode. I'm very much looking forward to uh, the next two weeks actually. Um, this weekend, uh, as I said, I'll be in Gateshead at the GPO Viking Classic. For anyone that's going, as I said, please come and say hi. Um, in the past, the past few shows I've been at, to have people come up and say, "Hey, I listen to your podcast. Um, it's great." Even if you know, even if you think it's fucking shite, or I'm a load of shite. Come and say, and we'll have a little bit of a laugh about it. Because um, understand that this this uh, Scottish monotonous accent maybe isn't the easiest thing to listen to, um, but hey. We'll, uh, I'll also be at the uh, UKUP show in Milton Keynes uh, the, the well, six days after, really, week, next weekend. So this coming Sunday, um, and then the Saturday after that. So a lot of, like, back on the road again, um, which is always a little bit hard, being away from the family, but um, absolutely necessary to be there for some athletes who will be competing for the first time this season, their first time on stage, uh, maybe their second time. There's, as I said, four this weekend across a couple of different federations um, I'm keeping them under wraps of who's competing where because some athletes don't want me to say uh, where they're competing of course until uh, until it's all said and done which as, as a coach you know of course you have to you have to respect um, but it's, it's going to be great to to be there um, because for as much as 
you know, being on there on the other end of WhatsApp's good. When you're there in person, you see the physique, you see more um, than what you see on WhatsApp. You see the better light, and you, you know, I think from a coach's eye, um, I've got a very good one over WhatsApp, but it's even sharper in person. Um, and you just see the, the fullness, the dryness, the hardness or not or, or lack of. Um, so then it can help with decision making. But also just it just removes the stress from the athletes. You know, if it's their first time and they know that you're there, you just have to like, okay, right, we'll do the check-in at say 6am, then we we'll do it at 8, then we we'll do it at 10. They just know when they're coming to see you. And in between they can just mix and mingle and they're just very relaxed because they know like I'm there. I'm like, right, we're looking good. This is what we need to do with food, fluid, salt, etc., etc. They then just go about their day, they get their time, blah, blah. And then you know, I'm there for any questions so they don't panic, they don't stress. When, if I wasn't there, if they were a first-timer, you know, I'm not saying that everyone will, but they could get a bit stressed. They could panic a little bit and then what that ultimately does is it could impact the, uh, could impact the look, for sure. So the show this weekend is uh, it's about four, three and a half, four-hour drive for me, um, thankfully. Um, I'm able to stay with actually one of my clients that lives uh, pretty close to the venue, um, which is which is good. And then the week after, I'll, it's, it's a long ass way away from where I stay. It's maybe seven hours in a car. Um, so the idea will probably be to get the train there, but that'll be the busy, like the, the one next Saturday, that'll be the, the busiest show for me in regards to the amount of athletes I've had in what, the one show. Really ever, I think I've had, I've had four people in the one show, but they have also competed in that show as well. Um, but as just being there as a coach having athletes and competing on stage it's just been four and then this one will be five so yeah that's that's cool that's exciting and, and what's also exciting as well is that there's been a, a couple of really really big bodybuilders um, big names that have came on board recently um, and I'm hugely appreciative of of that and it's, it's down to yeah of course it's down to what the knowledge and results blah blah but it's also down to what the team are doing and the results that they're producing so I'm just just incredibly grateful for those that have came on board but really to all the athletes that I work with past and present it's, it's been an absolute pleasure and I look forward to if you know maybe maybe you think about coming on board look forward to when you do join because being part of someone's journey um, is just is just awesome and it's so much more enjoyable for me to um, help them as a coach achieve their results um, you know seeing that look on their face when they get awarded a placing or the WhatsApp photo will come through and they look fucking buzzed with holding a trophy and it's really hard to describe how how awesome that feels um, to be part of that so if you are as I said if you're looking to compete and you're in your sort of first to, to third season uh, that is exactly who that I specialize in I'd love you to, to sort of join the team and sign up for whether it's 2023 or 2024 you might need a bit of growing that's absolutely fine as I says with everyone and map the journey out into the, the very end where you'll step on stage. But hey guys, that's it from me. So um, I hope that you have a great day and wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.